with a look back over the weekend sport action. This is Full Time on KCLR. And a very good evening to one and all on this Monday evening, the 11th of September. Hope we find you all well on a damp Monday. The sunshine seems to be gone. We're back to a little bit of rain. Hopefully the sun will appear back later on in the week as well. But for the time being, we have a lot of sports to get through. There was lots of sport over the weekend. We'll be chatting to Willie Quinlan, all things Carlo football very soon. We'll hear reaction from Era Og and Palatine. We'll be talking to Kikenny under-20 manager Mark Dowling as well. And we will have a sports roundup and the electric player of the week later on. But first up... Let's go to the telephone because we are going to chat to Willie Quinnan and all things football because the big news coming from Carlo over the weekend, Willie Quinlan, is the county champions have relinquished their title because Palatine were beaten by Aero Oak at the weekend and they're now going to face Fenna in a relegation final. What do you make of it, Willie? Yeah, uh, Aidan Martin, yeah, not something I suppose they would have expected or anyone would have expected at the, the start of the championship. Uh, they've played three matches and, and lost uh, all three of them and now uh, they're facing, as you said yourself, Fenna in the relegation, which won't be easy. Fenna uh, were unlucky at the weekend, got off to a great start with two goals. They played Tin Ryland at the weekend, couldn't hold on, ended up losing by a couple of points, but by all accounts put in a, a, a fantastic uh, game uh, for them on, on the Saturday evening. But uh, Palantine now and Fenna face off in a, in a relegation and uh, as we said, that's not something that anybody expected at the start of the season. It's certainly not. And when you look at the two teams, and you've probably seen both of them as well over the last number of weeks, do you think the Palatine can keep their status for 2024 and stay up at the senior level? Or are Fenna good enough to challenge them and relegate? Which is hard to believe that you could be county champions one year and relegated the following year. But is it a strong possibility, Willie Quinlan? It is a strong possibility because... Um, I mean, if Fenna, if Fenna turn up on the night, they're capable of turning over anybody. And uh, with the likes of uh, Sean Murphy on the team, there's so much power and pace. Keelan uh, Bradley, middle of the field. Um, a lot of young guys. They won two minors and a 20 there, there in the last couple of years. So uh, young young guys on the team and a little bit of experience as well. So Palantine would be definitely favourites, Martin, but they'll have to be at their best and... We haven't seen their best uh, in the last three games. Looking at last night, they scored six points, uh, five in the first half and one in the second. And that certainly wouldn't be good enough to beat uh, Fenne, although Fenne are a team that are struggling after coming up from intermediate uh, last year. You know, they had some good performances, but just not enough on the scoreboard to win games. But if they can come up with, with uh, two goals next weekend and you know, even two goals and ten points. Myself and Brendan always talking about the sixteen or seventeen points. Well, that could be enough to to beat Palantine, and that would be unthinkable, I suppose, coming from champ- county uh, champions last last year. And now we're looking at relegation. A uh, long way from it. Palantine definitely be favourites for the game, um, but there's so many guys away. In a, you know, Tomas Kenny away. A um, couple of injuries that they picked up over the over the last couple couple of weeks and couple of months. I know. Uh, they'd be very happy to have and Kane, he he came back uh, last night but still he hasn't played much football and that was his first championship match and looked a little bit rusty get, trying to get up and down the field played middle of the field but just couldn't get to the pace of the game really and uh, uh, the, the other side of it I suppose Aerog had Jordan Morrissey back and he missed a couple of games but he looked very fresh 
very fit, up and down the field, score two points, set up a goal and a couple of points. So that that's the the difference. But Palantine's certainly going to need every player that they have against Fenna. Yeah, we heard Jordan actually speaking with Brendan afterwards as well and he was absolutely delighted with the performance and great to be able to get back onto the field. Um, I suppose that leaves us, Willie. Uh, do we know when the relegation final is actually going to be? Because we know the quarterfinals are this weekend. Do you know when the relegation final is down for? I don't think it has been has been set yet. No, normally, uh, it's definitely before the the end of the championship series, so it'll be either next week or the following week. Quarterfinals on next week, semis the following, and then the following week will be the final. So unless they give both teams uh, a week's grace and, and give them a week off next weekend and play it the following weekend, but nothing has been uh, put on paper yet, so we're not sure exactly when that relegation battle is on. OK, well, we'll keep an eye out for it, certainly, because it's going to be an intriguing battle between... Last year's promoters, Fena, again, last year's champions, Palatine, it's certainly... No one, I don't think, would have predicted that at the start of the year. Let's move on, Willie, to the quarterfinals because they are down for the weekend. And Aira Og, like you said, a very good win over the county champions at the weekend. That'll certainly give them confidence going into the game. They're now up against Mount Leinster Rangers. That's the second game in a double header at Netwatch, Cullen Park at the weekend, a 4.30pm throw-in. So can Aira Og get to the heights of a county final this year do you think? Yeah I think they're, they're slowly building uh, they've, they've won two games obviously beaten by, by uh, Raffili last weekend and they were very disappointed with that and a very good performance uh, as we say yesterday evening uh, out in Fenna so they'll be really happy with the one eleven and only conceding six points on the other hand Moulinster Rangers played Bagnestown Gales on the Saturday evening and we covered that game as well now, Moatlands, the Rangers never got to the pitch where they got to the to the foot in their first two matches and were turned over 2-10 to six points and seemed at sixes and sevens, nothing seemed to work for them. Um, they had lots of lots of shots, but probably eight or nine wides. Uh, they hadn't got the same scores that they had uh, in, in previous weeks and, and really struggled. Um, we, we very rarely seen Theo Fitzpatrick on the ball. He, he scored two points, one from a free. Um, Dermot Bourne scored a, a couple of points from play that really disappointing thing for Moulinster Rangers is Chris Nolan at the end of the game got sent off a straight red and Willie Hickey the same and you know they're going to be missing and they're they're big players uh, for Moulinster Rangers and, and that just about uh, gives gives their role the, the favourites tag going into the quarter final I suppose the other one then as well is the early kickoff at three o'clock between, like you said, Bagnallstown Gales, managed by our own Eddie Scally here on KCLR as well. They're up against Old Lachlan. So from what you've seen over the weekend, can Bagnallstown get to the final or can Old Lachlan themselves get there? Yeah, well, I was very impressed with, with Bagnallstown Gales. Uh, uh, they're quite a small team, but uh, very physical. Um, I suppose the two, the two clerks are the the main two carriers of the ball, but it's not only them. Jack McCullough, centre-back on a young guy, both hurling and, and football. Robbie Kane, centre-forward, scored 1-2, done really well. Keane Dial uh, scored two points in the full forward line. Um, so they have quite a quite a number of players around the field. Paddy McDonald was incredible uh, in that match, kicked five points, but he's pace and carrying the ball into the full forward line, set up, set up the goal for Robbie Kane. So... They have have a, a great chance to turn over Lachlan. But Lachlan, remember uh, yesterday, they they played Raffili, got off to a great start. Uh, were one six up to three points, but couldn't hold on. Raffili's Brendan Murphy kicked five five great points, and that ended up winning by a point. Connor Dyle actually kicked the winning point. But um, Lachlan will take heart from the 
uh, their performance and uh, their performance the previous week. It's going to be a really right tight game, uh, neighbours uh, of course, but it's it's a difficult one to call. If I was going to call it, I would say O'Loughlin just about uh, with the two Bambricks, the pace and power that they have, and, and uh, you know a couple of players around around the middle. They're they're really really strong this, this year and. On lucky against their rogue in the in the first round, only losing by three points. Shawnee Bambrick was missing that day, so they missed his power and pace. If they have everybody and everybody ticking over and going really well, I think the, think O'Loughlin could win the quarter final as well. Willie, with a county title now up for grabs, with the champions relinquishing that title from all the games that you've seen over the last number of rounds, who do you think is going to win the county title this year? I still think, and at the start when we seen the first four matches on the weekend, a couple of weekends ago, Rathvilly still look like the team that are going to win the championship. One one thing to have, Brendan Murphy is is on fire. He scored five, four, five points yesterday evening, four last weekend. He's just a hard man to tie down. He's really enjoying his football. But what they have is they have a really, really good bench and uh, that uh, lots of other teams don't have. If teams are not performing... Uh, the first 15 teams are kind of struggling that they don't have the numbers to bring on uh, subs as equal as the teams that are on now Rathvilly do have subs and the power and pace and everywhere and I just think their they're youth they've, they've uh, found a, a very good corner forward in Liam Gavin uh, this year he's, he's done really really well scored uh, lo- lots of points and you know, two goals in in the second, ma- second match that he got I think he scored 2-7 actually a couple of frees but uh, done really really well I still think Philly just about have the have the pace and the power to win the championship if they can keep everybody uh, injury free. I say. Well, let's and I suppose hope and uh, see how things are going and ways in anticipation. That's the word I'm looking for to see how the senior championship is going to pan out over the next couple of weeks. We are, as we said, starting off with that double header in the quarterfinals at the weekend with Bagnallstown Gales taking on Old Auckland at 3pm while Aira Og will take on Mount Leinster Rangers at 4.30pm. It's a double header in Netwatch Cullen Park this Sunday coming and both of those games will be live with ourselves here on KCLR. Tickets can be bought at the ground we are being told and also it will be extra time and finish on the day and even penalties if necessary and really no team would certainly like to lose a quarter final on a penalty shootout but the way things are going with matches these days you just never know No anything can happen um, last year ended up I think Aerog and Mountainous Derangel on our 20 final ended up in penalties and uh, actually the previous year was a minor it was a minor final and it's an awful way to, to lose I suppose a great way, a great way to win, but nobody wants to see anyone losing to penalties, especially in the county final. I think a replay would would be the fairest thing, at least one replay, and then possibly go to extra time and penalties maybe after that. Well, we'll have to wait and see what happens at the weekend. Willie Quinlan, as always, thanks a million for joining us and having a chat here. Enjoy the games at the weekend. No doubt we'll be having a chat to you next Monday evening to see who's after winning those quarterfinals and facing into a semi-final battle in a couple of weeks' time as well. So, for the time being, enjoy the rest of your Monday, enjoy the matches of the weekend, and we will chat to you soon. Will do. Thanks, Martin. Thank you. Lovely gentleman. That was Willie Quinlan there, of course, having a chat to us about all things in Carlo football. When we come back after this break, we'll have reaction from the game that we had yesterday evening, and that was Aero Og and Palatine. We'll hear from Colin Hul- Colum Hulton, even Dara O'Brien and Shane O'Neill. So if you want to hear what they said and find out their reactions, don't go anywhere because we'll be right back. 
full time on KCL Or. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at Lahartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, LahartzVolkswagen.ie. Your Monday night sports show, full time on KCL Or with Martin Quilty. Colin, well done. Uh, good performance, Mayor Rugg. I'd say, to be fair, probably your best performance this year. Yeah, second half we pushed on. We had a water half time and we knew the first half wasn't great. We had a lot of more energy. We, we weren't even better half time. Lads were standing up. A lot more energy and we've seen that in the second half. Uh, more aggression, more pace on the ball, finding pockets, getting scores and working really hard, yeah. You uh, controlled it very well in the second half because you restricted Pal because it did come at you in, in, in droves at times but you really restricted them to very low scoring in the second half. Well look, we knew Pal have, have good shooters and with the win in the second half the win doesn't win, win you again but like when you have Crowley and Shane O'Neill and Brian McMahon there that can shoot 35-40 yards out we kind of had to push up a small bit because if you get them lads free they will pop the scores and we kind of identified that and we pushed them out and I don't think they got much scores in the second half no. And just before half time they did creep back into the match and people were talking this this could come down to a head Head because all Lachlan were in control and Netwatch Cullen Park. It ended up Radville won the top of the group, Tim Ryland topped the other group. But it could have been a squeaky bum time there if it had continued. Yeah, we weren't really focusing on the other game now. We were trying to get the win because we were in a situation ourselves. So yeah. all our folks was just going out, looking at our performance and getting a result. And that was the main thing. But um, yeah, knockout stage next year or next week. So I think it's MLR. So look, MLR won't be easy. Um, a few good players. So yeah. We'll have to come ready now and see where it takes us. OK, you're happy. You're in a quarter-final. I know you're more or less at one foot in it tonight, but you've consolidated it now tonight, so that deserves a little bit of credit as well. It does, yeah. Look, it's been a, a good year so far. Um, a lot of preparations going in behind the scenes and that. So, look, happy to get into a quarter-final. That was the, that was the aim, getting to get through the group games. No injuries as such. Buggy's only one. And I think a few lads come off there today, so, look... We'll see what happens now on the field during the week and try to get them lads back. Okay, a few nice scores this past night. Great to see Jordan back. He played really well. You kicked a lovely score yourself. I gave you two on the commentary, but uh, I was only revising at that stage, but you kicked one lovely one early on in the game. Yeah, I'll take two off you, but <laughs> no, I scored the one. And look, Jordan's a big presence in midfield there. Um, it was massive to have him back, just being around and even on the field, communicating and that. It's massive. We need the likes of them lads back um, if we're going to go any further in the quarterfinal, yeah. Okay, good to see you, Colin. Keep up the good work and we'll see you in the quarterfinal next week. Cheers, Brandon. Thanks, Good man, Colin. Well done. Good man. Well played tonight. Hey, I'm joined by Dara O'Brien, wing half forward for Aerog. Dara, uh, probably your best performance uh, of the, over the three games. Got some great scores, defended really, really well only allowed Pal get one point in the second half and you moved on to a quarter final. Yeah, we were very happy there with the second half performance, all right, Willie. Um, that's something we kind of focused on at half time there after last week. It's a very similar situation. Last week we were, I think we were four points up just before half time. We ended up going a pint or going in a pint up then and the same tonight we were four up we ended up going a pint ahead but last week the difference was that Philly got the first three scores I think in the second half and it put us on the back foot then for the whole game so something we identified at half time and uh, luckily it went our way tonight and then we kicked on from there alright Yeah certainly in the second half the, the goal that you got there uh, and you hadn't been creating many chances well you, I, I, I rephrase that you created three goal chances last weekend didn't take one of them there were six players involved some slick pass and great movement I think yourself was involved Gannon was involved Morrissey was involved ended up with with Adam McCarron and he just popped it into the back of that fantastic team goal really yeah and it really it can suck the life out of a team alright there when you, you get a goal like that where it's just a case of a lad palming the ball in um, it, it really does kind of suck the life out of the other team so uh, it came at a very good time for us as well we were only 
maybe two or three points ahead of that stage and that really put a bit of daylight between us and allowed us then to just kind of manage out the game from there then. A uh, big talking point obviously is uh, Jordan Morrissey back in the middle of the field. What he brings to the team is just strength, power, uh, direct running and obviously kick two points as well. Huge loss in the last couple of games but great to see him back. Oh absolutely, uh, Jordan's a, a natural leader and everyone saw that out there tonight. He was badly missed uh, even physically for a size around the middle of the last couple of games. It's it's, it's great to have him back there. It, it gives the opposition a lot more to worry about there when you have a lot of his stature out there. So uh, no massive plus to have him back alright yeah. Next weekend it looks like you're playing Mountain Leinster Rangers you finish second Rangers are third I think that's the way it works in the group so yeah, yeah. Ne- next weekend not sure what they had on really looking forward to that one oh yeah absolutely and everyone knows how Rangers bring their, their steely their, they know how to win we all know how many uh, senior hurling championships they're after winning and look they've knocked us out in, in recent times if bet nearly every team in the county so there'll absolutely be no complacency anyway we'll be we'll be focusing away on Rangers now for the week and get the bodies right and be ready for next weekend lovely Dara thanks very much best of luck in the quarterfinals thanks buddy thanks Will joined here by Shane O'Neill uh, centre forward for Palantine Shane not even an easy game but not not a, an easy year for Palantine after winning the championship last year uh, a lot of players missing a lot of players gone away a couple of injuries he picked up um, difficult to get results when you're missing that many but I know you won't make excuses um, Aero probably were the better team on the night yeah definitely by far the better team uh, no excuses from us really we just haven't been good enough and you know, I think we have to look at ourselves over next whenever it is and, and get her, keep ourselves in the senior championship for next year but um, yeah, it was tough tough year but look, um, you don't turn into a bad team overnight and we just have to, to keep working and, and get ourselves out of this. Yeah, the biggest thing that you look at, you have a, a lot of youth, a lot of young lads coming forward and, you know, as you say, going, going forward in the future, you, you have to have a good underage structure and that's what Pal seem to have set up, very good minors, very good under-15s. So for the future, even though it, w- it was a bad year, you're going into a relegation playoff with Fennel, which won't be easy, but looking further than that, than that uh, the club looks really strong in that regards. Yeah, we do. We take great confidence in the fact that there's good coaching um, you know there's a good underage set up there and we're, we're very grateful to have you know a lot of 18, 19 year olds coming in every single year and you know we, we appreciate them as they contribute you know the whole year and it'll only bring them on so you know we're really happy that we have that coming through because I know every you know every club doesn't have that um, going, going to won't hold you long but going to next weekend not sure whether relegation battle will be next weekend uh, Fenne a difficult team to play they have power and pace a lot of youth uh, going forward as well they've won a couple of minors so they'll be looking for a big performance then but obviously you're going to be favourites you're going to really have to knuckle down and win that one to stay at senior level yeah it's a huge challenge it's, you know, it's, it's the game of all games and so we just really have to be set for a big battle royale. It's, no inch is going to be given in that match, and you know we're aware of what's coming, and we have to be ready, or you know, we'll pay the price. So hopefully we'll we'll knuckle down this week and get it sorted. Thanks, Shane. Not easy to talk after a loss like that, and uh, best of luck in relegation battle. Yeah, that was our own Willie Quinlan and Brendan Hennessy there catching up with Dara O'Brien from Era Oak, Colm Halton also from Era Oak, and Shane O'Neill there from Palatine. Right, you've heard all the reaction from the weekend in the football games. We're going to switch our attention to hurling in Kilkenny. There was lots of interesting action over the weekend. We'll be chatting to Kilkenny under 20 manager and KCLR analyst Mark Dowling right after this quick break. Don't go anywhere. Full time on KCL or with thanks to the full range of Skoda vehicles at Lahartz, the home of Skoda in Kilkenny, lahartzskoda.ie. 
Looking back over the weekend action, Full Time on KCLOR with Martin Quilty. Yeah, welcome back into Full Time with myself, Martin Quilty, here on this Monday evening. It's approaching half past six, and we are going to switch our attention now to hurling matters. And we have Mark Dowling on the telephone line. Mark, how are you this evening? Good, sir. Good, Martin, yeah. We had plenty of action to, I suppose, mull over over the weekend because there was a lot of intermediate and senior action. It was last round in the group stages, round five, who was going to be the movers and who was going to be in relegation trouble. And I suppose let's start with Group A in the senior results. Glenmore against Bennett's Bridge. Glenmore coming away with a six-point victory in the end. By all accounts, Bennett's Bridge were playing very well, but a strong finish from Glenmore led to the finish and that now keeps them top of the table to play who we're going to be talking about later on Dixborough in a league final Yeah look I suppose uh, Glenmore were the form team in, in Group A anyway Martin um, and they, yeah look I think I, I, I wasn't at that one but I, I think they were six points down uh, at one stage so and one by six so it was a 12 point turnaround so uh, they obviously finished very strong I did I did hear a couple of reports from it to say that they were they were fairly impressive and, and they have been in fairness uh, they've only suffered one loss and um you know they've they've kind of had a very strong uh, league campaign now and into a league final, which you know I'm sure they'd, they'd really like to to kind of seal off the league side of things and, and win that, uh, and they'll be up against Sixburn in that, so they'll have a, a tough a tough game. But but yeah, look, it's it's they're in a nice position now. They they can get ready whatever way the league final goes, they can get ready for a quarter final to have a real shot at the championship. They certainly can. I suppose when you look at the other end of the table, then Aaron's own badly needed a, a win to try and come out of that bottom two, but it wasn't to be. They were playing Grey Ballycallan. It ended up 115 apiece. And I suppose more importantly for Grey Ballycallan, it puts them into third place now in the table and it drops Bennett's Bridge down a spot as well. So I suppose, would you class it as a good point gain for Ballycallan? Ah, yeah, definitely. Like it's it's after putting them into third position, there are five points. So they've had a very good campaign as well uh, up to now. They'll be really happy with it. If I've said before, they've introduced a number of of, of uh, younger players into the into the team, and they seems to have given them a real injection. Um, and like they have something to build on now with those youngsters coming into the team, which is great. And um, yeah, look, it wasn't. There was a lot of high score matches. The the, the Valley Cal and Comer one wasn't, but but that wasn't hugely surprising. That was going to be a tough uh, struggle for both of them to. Uh, you know, they were going to both be fighting to get out of the bottom two. Um, Comer, Comer needed to win obviously more probably weren't going to get out at bottom two anyway but needed to win more than Ballycallum but but yeah Ballycallum have had a really good campaign I like I think I think uh, Comer have been a bit unlucky to be to finish bottom if I've been honest I've seen him a couple of times um, and they just uh, the, the night against the village I thought they could have got a win out of that game quite easily and the night against Shamrocks when they got the draw that could have easily been a win as well so they're, they're a bit unlucky to be where they are and I think they have plenty about them to be honest and probably uh, the table probably is a bit hard on them when you look at it and see them at the bottom I think it's a bit hard on them to be honest Well every game in Kilkenny is unforgiving as you know yourself when it comes to league and championship everyone fighting for those spots I suppose nobody will go over this weekend without talking about Ballyhale Shamrocks and James Stevens. the match of the weekend out in Callan I mean, if you look at a scoreline of five goals and 17 points and you tell someone that they still didn't win it, they tell you that you were cracked altogether. But that was the case. 5-17 to Ballyhale Shamrocks, 2-26 to James Stevens. The village was, what, there must have been eight, seven, eight points ahead with five to six minutes ago. And Ballyhale Shamrocks, as they are, just came back with three quick goals, a couple of points in succession then as well, and ended up with the draw. But, oh my God, what a match. 
Yeah, I think, look, everyone that was at it said the same. I think uh, Bally Hale might have hit 3-2 in the space of five or six minutes, something like that, which to me, you know, answered any doubts that people might have. Can they still do something like that? Because they've always been capable of, of, of blitzing a team in the space of a few minutes. And you, you kind of sometimes wonder, is that... Is that gone from them or not? Well, obviously it's not, I suppose, on the back of that. And, you know, Adrian Mullen didn't play the weekend either. Uh, I don't think Patrick Mullen played. I think I'm right in saying that. that yeah, you're right. No, both, both of them uh, didn't. Yeah, and like, look, I know there's still talk about Colin Fenley, whether he's coming back or not. I think the word is that he, he very possibly is going to be back for the championship. So, you know, he had, he had those three players in. But I think, uh, you know, hitting 5.17 and not not winning is 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 a bit crazy. But I'd also say hitting 2.26 and not winning the game is equally as, as crazy. You know, 28 scores, it's nearly a score every two minutes. You know, so it's it's huge score out of both of them. I suppose, look, the other side of it is both of them will kind of say, look, defensively, they'll, they'll have to look at maybe what to concede and but but uh, definitely two teams so we don't have to talk about Shamrock's credentials and in fairness to the village county finalists of last year they've had a really good campaign in the league uh, which they didn't have last year so they're going into the championship now in a really positive vein of form and they seem to have all their their, their there's, we'll say their core players seem to be all playing up to, to a decent bit of form at the minute so they'll be looking to carry that through but but I'd say both sides would have been happy with with the scoring uh, that they managed to, to achieve at the weekend and just try to tighten up defensively I suppose the key thing for both of them going into the next match yeah well I certainly was at that game I was part of the official team that was on it as well and it was a truly uh, enthralling game I suppose from a neutral point of view looking in at it as well James Stevens will certainly be kicking themselves that they didn't push on and win that game you know 8 points ahead and as we say the Shamrocks will always come back and hit teams as well but really when you're 8 points up again the Shamrocks you have to finish things out and I suppose I'll get your point of view on it they did get a penalty in the second half they were 6 points ahead uh the taker looked over to the line. He got a signal to go for the point. It put him seven points ahead. But if you're the manager, would you be telling the player to do the same thing or would you be going for the juggler? And especially when you're playing the Shamrocks to try and get that goal and get the, the nine points ahead? Because I think if they were nine points ahead, I don't think there was any coming back from it. Yeah, look, I suppose when you make a decision like that, you have to weigh up a lot of different factors and you have to weigh them up very quick. You know, the conditions, the player that's taking the penalty, the form he's in, how confident he feels, you know. Uh, going seven up against Shamrocks, you know, you would think that, you know, I, certainly you wouldn't say there's nothing wrong with that decision. Obviously, when 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 you don't win the game, you could say, look, maybe we should have went for the goal. But look, they could have went for the goal, been saved, and Shamrocks could have won the match by a point or two. So, like, you know, I think, you know, it's it's easy to look back at these things. There's there's a hundred different decisions that people make in matches and and management make, and some of them work out, some of them don't. That's just the reality of it. Um, the end of the day, you know albeit it was the final match of the league, it, it still wasn't a do-or-die match. So, uh, you know, neither Village or Shamrocks will lose any sleep over, over losing two points and not coming away with a win. Uh, they'll just focus on the next one and making sure to get through that. Exactly. Right, well, that did complete Group A with Glenmore topping the table. As we said, they go into the league final. James Stevens, second place, they go into the Shield final. Great Ballycallan and Bennett's Bridge will go into the first round games and we'll tell you who they are playing shortly. And Ballyhale Shamrocks, last year's champions, in a relegation semi-final battle as well, which will be coming up over the next two weekends. In Group B then, Mark, I suppose your own team was out uh, against Tullerone, 419 to 16 points. The scoreline would suggest it was an easy enough victory was it? Yeah look it, 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 there's no point in me saying otherwise it was an easy uh, victory for the Borough look 
I don't know. I, I said it at the time I was at the match. I, I just thought it was, uh, you know, it was very much um, uh, a league match. Uh, I don't think either team went went fully at it. To be quite honest, you know, there's way more in Tullerone. You know, I suppose from a from a Boris perspective, you hope there's more <coughs> in Dixborough as well. Um, but yeah, look, it was it was a funny game. Really, it was a game that kind of just petered out uh, in the second half, and there didn't seem to be much uh, helter skelter. Uh, at any stage of the match, you know, but but not to take away from the borough. I thought the borough heard very well, looked very slick in the in the top half of the field. Uh, Tullerone, look, you know, Tullerone were without Garrod Dunn. He'd make a massive difference to their their top half, and they probably will be a little disappointed that they they didn't put up a better showing. But again, you know, Tullerone, you know, are interested in winning the championship. That's the bottom line, and 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 rightly so. They have the credentials to do it. Uh, Dixburg the same, I suppose, and you know. Both of them probably just want to move on to that knockout stage now and start making inroads into that and leave the league behind them. Well, it certainly is uh, bowling well for Dixborough. Five games played, five wins, top of the table on 10 points. The year. And you can't really ask much more than that. Mickey Welsh and his backroom team and all the team there will be very happy with that. Um, and as we say, they will now play Glenmore in that league final. Moving on to the second game then as well was O'Loughlin Gales versus Danes Ford. Danes Ford, a bit like Aaron Zomer at the foot of the table. They had no points at all at all. Um, and O'Loughlin Gales coming to town, playing them. It's not holding very well, especially when you still have those few injuries out and you're missing key players. And O'Loughlin's did win at 324 to 16 points in the end, which means we have now have a relegation battle between Ballyhale Shamrocks and Danes Fort. Yeah, look, it's, uh, I suppose look, Danes Fort probably knew a couple of matches back that they were you know, more than likely going to be in the bottom two. It was, it was looking like that way anyway, whether they're going to be sixth or fifth. Um, and now they're, they're play, playing Shamrocks. Look, they know... Look. Ultimately, when you're in that position, you know you know you know uh, what you have to do and what you can't afford not to do. Uh, you know if they don't get through it, um, they have one more chance to, to stay out of trouble. Um, but like you know, you get through it and you're into a quarter final. So, look, Dane's Ford. I, I, I saw Dane's Ford a couple of times this year. Um, I just saw particularly against Tullerone, they hurled extremely well. Could have got something out of that game. Tullerone just managed to, to turn the screw a bit at a vital time and get some scores to, to get away from. But Danes Ford will be a tough enough ask for Shamrocks, and and I think anyone taking Danes Ford lightly and Shamrocks won't, um, you know, would be would be foolish. So it'll be, you know, the, there's going to be a different feel to all these matches now. You know, they're going to go up a gear and uh, they're going to be cutthroat. And I'd imagine a lot of these matches, including that one, might go down to the wire. Um, but but yeah, it, it you know it's it's. It's it's a big task ahead of Danes Ford, but but uh, equally they're they're capable of maybe an upset as well. Yeah, well, I suppose the other teams then that was involved in Group B was Clare and Mullinavat. Not going very well for Mullinavat at the minute. Only those uh, two points on the board. Clara winning 419 to 115 in the end, um, which means that Mullinavat are also going to be in the relegation battles at the weekend. And you've already mentioned the Ballyhale and Danes 4 1. Mullinavat is now going to go up against Aaron's own in the other relegation semi final. Can Aaron's own pull this one out of the bag, do you think, Mark? Or. Are we looking at potentially an Aaron's own Danes Ford relegation final? Well, I, I, I've said all along. Like I, th- I think Comer are, are unlucky to be at the foot of the of the, the other group, and you know I I I think they've hurled pretty well in a lot of the the games I've seen them in, and I just think uh, 
you know, I, w- I think they're capable of something. But Levat could have easily beaten the Borough two weeks ago or a week ago and uh, got a win that day. They hurled extremely well. They seem to be blown a bit hot and cold. Uh, obviously, didn't go well the weekend. So, you know, maybe there's a big performance in them. I'd say it's, there's a few crunch, uh, very attractive fixtures next weekend. But that certainly, to me, is one of them now. And uh, I, I would say that'll be it'll be no place for the faint-hearted when the two of them meet now. Well, those fixtures are actually down for the weekend of the 23rd, 24th of September. So we have a fortnight's break to look forward to them. But the league final, as we said, is Dixborough versus Glenmore. The Shield final will have an all-city derby of O'Loughlin Gales taking on James Stevens. Championship first round then will see Tullerone play Bennett's Bridge and Grey Ballycallum play Clara. And the championship first round and those relegation semi-finals, as we said, Mulnavat versus Aaron Zone and Ballyhale Shamrocks versus Danes Fort. I suppose, Mark, when you look at the Intermediate results then over the weekend. Liz Downey beat St. Martin's 116 to 12. Moonkine had a couple of points to spare over Conaghy Shamrocks. They had a man sent off in the second half there, so that really put them under pressure. And Young Ireland's coming away with a big victory over Fenians, which means Liz Downey keep their 100% record. 10 points on the board. St. Martin's in second. Moonkine third. Young Ireland's on four points. Conaghy then on two. And Fenians on two. While in Group B, it's the same. Thomastown with 100% record recorded 220 to 22 points victory over Carrick Shock. The Roar Nestique 419 to Blacks and Whites 11 points and Dunhamagan just about getting there in the end. Well, Auckland's leading that game for a long period of time but Dunhamagan coming away with a two point win 118 to 19 points which means then that we have a league final repeat the 2020 uh, county title between Thomastown and Lisdowney and we know how that game went Mark Dowling extra time and penalties Lisdowney winning it I think with a sudden death penalty to go up to the senior they came back down again last year they were relegated this is a mouth-watering tie to look forward to yeah it is and and <clears throat> you know they've, they've they've been two extremely strong uh, teams in, in, in the league uh, they both won their matches relatively comfortably, uh, I think, in all in the five matches they've had each. I saw Thomastown yesterday against Carrick Shock down in Winegap, and uh, look, they, 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 there was a number of their players not not playing due to injury or, or whatever the reason, uh, and they still, you know, hit up a big score against uh, against Carrick Shock. Uh, Carrick Shock hit two twenty. Like they seem to have a lot of strength and depth. Um, seem to be going really well the question is I suppose for, for management on both teams you know do you, do you go for the league final do you, do you give players who maybe are suffering niggles or, or doubts do you give them a rest so only each management team can answer that for themselves and work out what's best um, you know but but certainly the two of them going at it will be very interesting but I, I'd say there's a fair chance we might see them at some point in the championship against each other yeah, well, you never know. We'll have to wait and see how that pans out. But in the intermediate, it is going to be a league final of Thomastown versus Liz Downey. In the Shield final, it's St. Martin's up again, Dunhamagan. In the Championship first round, Moonkine versus Blacks and Whites. Also, Young Ireland's versus the Roar and Estigue. And in the Championship first round and the first relegation semi final, has Carrick Shock versus the Fenians. And in the other one, it's Conaghy Shamrocks versus O'Loughlin's. And all those games are down for this weekend, the 16th and 17th. So keep an eye on the fixtures and obviously KCLR will be bringing you some and all of those games in one form or another of commentaries or reports and we're certainly looking forward to them. Mark, thanks a million for joining me here on Full Time this evening and giving your insight knowledge over the games last weekend. I know you're going to look forward to the games this weekend coming and sure, we'll probably be having a chat again next Monday but for the time being, thanks a million as always.
Great stuff, Martin. Okay. Appreciate that. That was Mark Dowling there, the Kilkenny under 20, and our own analysis here on KCLR. Right, we're going to hear from Man of the Match, Owen Cody, who was playing in the Ballyhale Shamrocks and James Stevens game. And when we come back, we have a little bit of a treat because any cycling fans out there, Ross Naman was in Kilkenny over the weekend, and one of our own Kilkenny natives, Mia Griffin, was taking part in that. And we are going to be chatting to Mia live in a few moments' time, right after we hear from Owen Cody Owen Cody that was some comeback by the Shamrocks but no one had doubt the Shamrocks because that's one of the trail secrets of, of the Shamrocks over the years but finish level here in John Locke Park some game uh, yes it was it was a great game probably looked like we are only getting out of it there the last 10 minutes but uh, we dug deep I suppose the league hasn't been the standard we want and we really talked about it during the week after last week put myself first and after my forms was kind of a wake up call so Look, even getting man match today, it's great because uh, I really put a lot of work there during the week to get things back right and now we're, we're all guns blazed for championship, hopefully. Yeah, congratulations on the detail, men's where man of the match. I think you finished on with 2-5 there, but I'm sure Pat will be happy with in the manner in which he did come back and lo and behold, you had only five points scored a majority that second half, but in the last five, six minutes, you really hammered home some terrific scores. Yeah, look, we're back three against the wall and we knew, probably knew we had to score goals and... Look, we've probably been in this situation one too many times. So we know, look, when we just went long and we started getting a bit of joy. And then obviously when you have TJ up there, he makes things happen and a few goals went away, thank God. And the last uh, three, of course, could have been the winner, I suppose. And I know hindsight's a great thing. TJ went back to take it. He got it, it would have been a cracker. Other people saying let Darren D- Dean take it and going around the square and that. But it is what it is. It has finished level. And I think you have to give the village a bit of credit as well because they really took that game to you in the second half. Ah, yeah. Look, it's probably a fair result looking at the game. Um, if we win, it probably would have been wrong again and yeah look the point gives us a point for in the relegation zone and we know look from now on here on in this championship it's it's knockout championship and there's no more room for excuses no more room for bad performances no more room to drop points to lose games so look we'll take it as a positive we'll take we we'll look at the negatives we'll try and prove them but we'll really look at the positives and drive on them for the next two weeks OK we're waiting on the results to come in from elsewhere so at the moment you think you're still in the relegation playoff uh, yeah, I believe so by the sounds we had there the lads were kind of saying that we, we look like we're going to place in fifth there um, so look we're ready, we're ready to go wherever we come we'll, we'll take it and look it's, it's knockout championship from here on in regardless OK I'd well, like to wish you well on in that and uh, thanks very much for having word with KSC Lauren well done on the detail men's we're a man of the match here at John Lock Park and Calling well done on that thanks a million yeah. thank you Right, we're actually going to hear from manager Pat Hoban who was manager of the Shamrocks now to hear what he had to say after the match Pat, uh, the easiest question to say is uh, sum that up for me. Uh, 32 points apiece, epic stuff in Callan, GM Stevens, Ballyhell Shamrocks. Yeah, you could call it epic, you could call it very poor defences, you could call it, but it was very exciting anyway, I suppose, uh, from Ballyhill perspective. You know, we were in a good position, then that swung completely, 8 9 down, and to come back and level it was showed savage character. Great character, and you know, we were just saying in commentary if any team can bounce back with a sting in their tail, it will be the Shamrocks, and in fairness to the lads, the battle now, but you must have been disappointed before that because for a long period that second half I think it only registered five points and that's not the Shamrocks No uh, we probably were unlucky we, TJ hit the crossbar would have been a serious goal but um, yeah you're right now we, were, we weren't getting enough enough up on the scoreboard to push on you know we were reasonably happy at half time that being said we conceded some relatively handy or silly freeze in the first half six points I think we gave up in freeze so they were the things we were trying to concentrate on but to be fair to the village they picked it up in the second half too 
Yeah. Uh, what was going through your mind? Two points up in the second half. They really took the game. I just said it to the lads outside. They really took the game to you in the second half. But you were expecting that, because the village have a great tradition anyway. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. You were going to expect a series here's battle. Um, like we conceded three goals in the second half. I think three ten maybe. That's a huge score to concede. Like so, goals are killers. Um, but goals seem to be going in on both sides. A very warm day. Very very heavy going on lads. So you could probably see lads tiring a bit. And when 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 the defences were ran at, they were under pressure. But uh, no, the village dug in, got got some great scores. They took their penalty, went for took a pint. In hindsight, now they might say they should have pushed it on. It looked to be game over, but you know we've all seen the Shamrocks over the years. It's never game over with these lads. No, and when I say it, scored five points for the majority of the second half in the last seven minutes, I think it was just scored nine in total, including the goals. So that in itself showed true Shamrocks character. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I suppose look, everybody lost track of time. We lost track of everything. The scoreboard. I don't. We were all trying to work out even what was the score. Um, How do you think I felt? The scoreboard <laughs> was wrong at even at different times. And you know, even to the end, uh, TJ, you couldn't really bank against them. I know it was a long, long, long way out, but uh, it would have been an unbelievable way to win it. But look, we'll take the draw. Whatever the draw throws up now, we just have to dig in. So from our perspective, we were happy to see that character come back in. That's the bit we've been looking for and probably lacking the last couple of games. So the result is a result. It's, you know, the bit of spirit is back there. And uh, two weeks now to get lads right. As you know, we're down a few lads again today. So we need everybody available, everybody on the pitch. So if we can get everyone on the pitch, uh, we'll, do, we'll drive it on the next day. Okay, just a word on Adrian and Paddy. What's the synopsis there? Are you look there... You know, we had to look a little bit ahead with their injuries. They're both both injuries, uh, low, lower limb injuries. You know, could they play? Maybe, but you'd be high high risk that uh, that you'd be damaging the damaging them for two weeks' time. So we had to make a call on that. And uh, oh, please God, they'll be okay and ready to go. Okay, you got the draw. And just uh, go back to the beginning of the week. I know it was a sad ending to the week last week in Ballyhill, and certainly a sad beginning to the week as well. Uh, losing the great man and Tommy Phelan, who was former vice chairman and a great club player, and a man that holds great records with the club. A sad time for everybody in Shamrocks. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, as I said last week, Tommy, uh, a gentleman, fabulous hurler, way too young to die. Um, his his nephew there, Connor, came in the, in the last 15 minutes, so it's great that he was able to get back on the field again today. And that, and our condolences to all the field and family, obviously. Yeah. Okay, Pat. Well, listen, we'll see you in a few weeks' time. Uh, well, don't get in the draw today. You were on the ropes for a while, but in fairness, you do get out of Shamrocks can, and we look forward to seeing you next round in the Kilkenny Senior Hurling Championship. Thank you very, very much. Thanks, Pat. That was Pat Hoban there having a chat after the Ballyhay Shamrocks and James Stevens game. Right, I'm going to take a quick break. When I come back, we actually have Mia Griffin lined up to have a chat with about Ross Naman. You won't want to miss this. Don't go anywhere after this quick break. Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen commercial vehicles at Lahards, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny. Lahardsvolkswagen.ie Full-time on KCLR, your weekend sport in review with Martin Coulty. Welcome back to Full-Time with myself on this Monday evening as we approach 527 on the 11th of September. Right, when I said to you before the break we were going to have a chat with one of Ireland's up-and-coming cyclists and... You never know, hopefully someone that we might be seeing in the Olympics next year and that is of course Kekenny native and Glenmore native Mia Griffin who was taking part in Ross Naman and Mia is joining me from the home of Glenmore in her home place even though we're ringing a Swiss number but Mia how are you this evening? 
I'm good, Martin. I'm fairly tired now after the five days, but I'm um, I'm still alive anyway. I can imagine. First things first, how after you after that major fall yesterday? Because we know you had high hopes of uh, potentially getting onto that podium, but the, the crash in the, gear, the stage yesterday, I suppose, put pen to paper too. That. So how are you after the crash? Yeah, I'm not too bad after the crash. I have a bit of swelling on my right hip. Um so I'll probably have to get that scene to but um, that stage in Kilkenny was great yesterday and in the middle of it we kind of we changed the plan and I kind of said to my teammate that I wasn't feeling great uh, after the fall and I and we said we'd we'd go all in for her and then she ended up on the podium which was really cool now that's very nice. I suppose for yourself, being from Ireland, being from Kilkenny, it's nice to be taking part in Rossnamon as well around your home county. But even better for yourself is you did actually win two stages as well. The first one and uh, I think it was stage three as well, the one that was held in Tramore. And I suppose from somebody who was probably visited the seaside town of Tramore on many occasions for leisure purposes, it was nice to win a Rossnamon stage there as well um, the other evening. Yeah, definitely. Like the the first stage in Callan, that was such a such a fast stage on a on a really hot day. And uh like I know all them roads really well and they're so they were so grippy and um I knew just like if I come around the bend first then there's a good chance of of uh of of winning that race. Um so that's just what I tried to do and then in Tramore I train I train really a lot on the coast road in Tramore because it's quite it's quite close because I'm down the south of Kilkenny. Uh so I'd be quite close to the Waterford roads as well. So I knew the coast road like the back of my hand and I think having that local knowledge is so is so good in a cycling race because when the race is so long it's hard to like have studied all the course. So to know it just from riding it a lot it was so cool because normally I go to races in other countries uh where I don't know the roads like I like I know them at home so to race on home roads is actually is such a a cool thing to be able to do well, I suppose, Mia, for people that don't know, you joined uh, cycling, I suppose you switched from the sport of camogie all those years back in 2017 as an 18-year-old and you really have progressed along nicely. Um, you're involved in the, the team pursuits, obviously, in road racing as well. Um, and 2024, the Olympics is in France next year and I know you're closing in on qualification on that as well as part of the Irish team pursuit. How is qualification going for yourselves or how far away uh, do you think that the Olympic game might be for you next year I think we we're in a position at the moment where we look like if we do the next three competitions quite well we're in a place where we will qualify so far so I think we just need to we just need to keep on with the momentum and uh, we've put a lot of hard work into Team Pursuit over the last over the last multiple years. And um, right now we're sitting we're sitting in a place where where we would qualify if it was if it was on next week we'd be going. So we just need to kind of stay where we are. So we just need to perform well in the next in the next three competitions, and hopefully then we'll be going. 
well, all fingers crossed that uh, we can be looking at a Kilkenny athlete at the Olympics next year because I know you're doing very, very well. You're taking the sport so seriously, even so that you're, uh, you're after moving to Switzerland, I think. Yeah, exactly. My boyfriend, he's also a cyclist and he is uh, in a Swiss-based team and uh, he's living in Switzerland. So I live there for for when I like while well, I can during the season to train with him and training with him is good because he's obviously a lot faster than me so it, it pushes me on and the terrain over there is very is very hilly so it lends itself to a really really good training and a bit of hotter weather as well than Ireland because sometimes well to be honest my favorite training roads are actually in Ireland but sometimes the weather can be challenging at home <laughs> well it certainly can Mia I'm cut short on time unfortunately on this Monday I would love to chat to you more but unfortunately I haven't got the time at the minute congratulations on the two stage wins uh, over the course of Ross Naman and the very best of luck to yourself and the Irish team in the pursuit for the Olympic Games and hopefully fingers crossed you yourself and the team will get there and we'll be chatting to you as an Olympian very very soon but for the time being thank you very much for joining us here on full time this Monday evening Thanks very much, Martin. Perfect. That was Mia Griffin. They are having a chat to us. Right, quickly, I have to announce this week's Electric Player of the Week. And it does actually coincide with the telephone call because the KCLR Electric Player of the Week in association with the all-electric Skoda Inyak range at Lahart Skoda Kilkenny. Visit lahart.ie is Mark Power and Mia Griffin. For the first time ever, we have two Electric Players of the Week. Mark Power following his professional debut at the Irish Open and Mia Griffin after her double stage win in Ross Naman. Keep an eye on the social medias. I'm going to be late for the news but we wanted to get the call in with Mia. We'll chat to you again next Monday evening for the time being. Talk to you soon. Bye.